Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved. See, some of you think you're going to get to heaven because you're good. I'm glad you're good, but good isn't good enough. In the Bible, good is perfect. So good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. You'll never earn it. You'll never climb that ladder. So that's just a very simple way from Paul, and yet very powerful explanation of how all of us are sinners and how all of us can choose to become believers. No matter who we are, we have standards for what we consider ethical or moral behavior. Even criminals have hierarchies for behavior. Robbers and thieves look down on child molesters, for instance. So it's easy for us to think we're okay in God's eyes because we're okay in our own eyes. At least I've never robbed a bank, we tell ourselves, as though that impresses God in some way. As Pastor Mark is teaching, God's moral standard is perfection in thought as well as indeed, we quickly learn that we are nowhere close to what God requires. That's why Jesus came to show us the way. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Acts chapter 5 with part 2 of his message, Because God says so, I will take steps of faith and impact my world. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have trouble. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. So it's just a normal kind of thing. So you're going to see they're out witnessing. They've stepped out in faith. They're exercising their muscle. Boom, they're in jail. But you never have to worry because understand, it's no problem because God is greater than Satan. So even though it's going to be uncomfortable, it's not going to be easy as we go through it, you know what the outcome is going to be. Now, verse 19. So here they are in jail, the apostles. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts where they'd been that day before. He said, and tell the people, I love this because of our day and age, the full message of new life. You know, our world, especially in America, in our pulpits, there's many wonderful churches, but tons of churches, they're diluting the word of God to nothing. Notice what the angel says, the full, the full, the full message of the new life. Now, put yourself in that jail this morning. Not that we would be jail, but we never know what's going to happen in this country. Could happen to all of us, starting with the pastors. We just go with it and see what happens. Put yourself there. God supernaturally intervenes and comes and says to the disciples, now, I want you to go back to the same place and share the same good news as yesterday. Now, if you're the disciples and you spent the night, during the night, you're in jail, what are you thinking? I'm thinking of saying to the angel, 
Uh, could we take a week off? This is pretty difficult. Or how about a, another place in Jerusalem where the Sadducees aren't watching us? No, they didn't say that at all. So what did they have? When, when the angel says, go back to the same place you were yesterday and do the very same thing, teach. They have some choices. Are they going to obey? And by the way, would you say the next day, same risk or more risk? More risk. You're going to obey? Take a risk? Are you going to disobey? God, another time. Thank you very much. And resist what God says. Well, you'll see what happens. They're going to take a step of faith. They're going to step out again, even though it's more risky. How do I know that? Look at verse 21. At daybreak. At daybreak. They enter the temple courts as they had been told. Because God says so, I will obey. I'll take a step of faith. That's exactly what happened. And they began to teach the people. This is our title for the fourth week. Here it is. Write it down this morning. Because God says so, we will take steps, because it's a lifestyle, of faith and impact our world. See, God saved us, not just for us. When the church turns inward, the church is over. It has to be inward to grow us, mature us, as Ephesians says, and then outward to impact our world. God didn't set them free that night from prison for their comfort, but he set them free to stay on mission, to go and tell the people the message of life. The apostles stepped out in faith, obeyed without questioning. Now notice their response, their obedience. It was immediate and it was bold. At daybreak, there they go. They didn't wait, but as soon as it was light, there they are teaching the people at the temple courts in the very same place they were the day before. Now hold your finger right there. You're in the right book, Acts. Go back chapter 4, verse 29. Go back chapter 4, 29. Because you're going to see what they are experiencing they prayed for. Back in Acts chapter 4, they were also having trouble with the religious leaders. Because religious leaders were jealous. They hated Jesus. They hated this guy that supposedly was raised from the dead. And they were persecuted in chapter 4. After they got persecuted, they met together with the Christians. Here we are at the end of Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Look at what their prayer is. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants. Notice they didn't say this. Your top 12 boys. We're just all what? Servants of the Most High God. Don't get a heady with this. We're just all servants. Consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with, with what? Tell me. Great boldness. And stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What was happening? That's exactly what was happening. It was an answer to prayer. Here's a little clue. You want to be used by God to take steps of faith? Ask God for open doors. Pray for it. Believe it. Because that kind of prayer pleases God big time. Because he came for the whole world. When you see this, what was this message of life? How could you define it? Well, 
Not long ago, we did on some Wednesday nights, kind of how to share your faith. Simple ways, lots of different ways. The bridge illustration in many ways. You don't want to give a canned presentation necessarily by any way, but you need to know the principles. This is Paul telling us where every person has been when they were born. Remember, every person is born with a sin nature. The DNA from Adam and Eve came down to all of us. We all have a sin nature and we sin by practice. Not just by nature, by practice. Now watch what Paul says. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and many sins. Now you can explain this to an unbeliever. Some of you here, you're dead in your sins. You say, Pastor Mark, I'm not dead at all. I'm looking at you and listening to you. Now I'm talking about your spirit. See, the real you will live forever in eternity. This old body is going to dust. It started in dust. It's going right back to dust. People always ask me, Pastor Mark, Is cremation bad? No. All it does is speed up what embalming does. Boom. You're all going to go back to dust. It's dust. It's dust. On 9-11, was there anybody cremated? Thousands of people. Well, God's going to have a hard time putting them back together. What God you serving? By the way, we're getting a new one. Hallelujah. You just take that frame, put it up there, and it'd be good. Ladies, say amen right now. I know you are. All that work in front of the mirror, that's gone. Praise God. Let me get back to what I was talking about. (laughs) What we're talking about is, notice he says, you're dead. That means death, in that sense, spiritual means separation. That's what death means, separation from God. No, notice, you used to live in sin, lifestyle. And just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. So some of you here have never come to Christ. You're resigning, you're living a life apart from God. And you're searching, like these people were searching. We were never designed to be in the state of separated from God because man can't direct his own life. So look at the rest of this verse. This is the next part that happens. Let's say these two words together. But God. How many are glad for but God today? (laughs) By the way, those of you that aren't saved yet or maybe you're backslidden, we all started the same way. Every single person in this room had to make a choice. I'm either going to obey God and ask forgiveness and get saved and follow him, or I'm going to resist him. Everyone did it. But God is so rich in mercy. He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, let's read it. He gave us life. What is the life message? There it is. What does life mean? Abundant life, John 10, 10, that I now can follow God and my sins are gone. All the guilt is gone, and I follow Jesus, and I do that by listening, obeying, and taking steps of faith. That's the Christian walk. Then he says this, when he raised Christ from the dead, and then this little note, it is only by God's grace that you've been saved. See, some of you think you're going to get to heaven because you're good. I'm glad you're good, but good isn't good enough. In the Bible, good is perfect. So good people don't go to heaven. Only forgiven people go to heaven. You'll never earn it. You'll never climb that ladder. So that's just a very simple way from Paul and yet very powerful explanation of how all of us are sinners and how all of us can choose to become believers. What were the disciples doing when they're talking about that message of life? Well, they're on mission. They're on mission. What is the church mission? Well, Jesus simply said it like this in Luke 19. For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. Well, who's lost? Everybody. Everybody's lost. They're dead in sin. These disciples are on mission. We have to be on mission. Notice, Jesus came to seek out sinners, share the good news, transfer their lives for eternity. Jesus is gone. 
He's in heaven. You and I carry the mission. That's what we've been assigned. Not pastors. Every Christ follower. You know, it wasn't the pastor that spoke to this young lady. It was just one of the guys in our harbor that ministered to those young adults. He did it. It wasn't the pastor that bought her a room to spend the night in a hotel. That was a bunch of people just like you. They got together. And what happened? By the way, that equals the mission is the value and impact of one. V-I-O. When that one young lady came to Christ, was God excited? No, I kind of wants 20, 30, or 50 to come to Christ. No, one. He went after one sheep. If that girl was your daughter, would you be excited this morning? Exactly. Well, that young lady, now that she comes to Christ, begins her walk with God. Will she have any impact on anybody else? All kinds of people. That's the way God does it. So the disciples were simply on mission, just like you and I are on mission. This is how you apply it to you and to me. Thanks for being on mission. It's not a program. It's a lifestyle. Now go back to Acts 5, where you were, where you had your finger. If you haven't lost your finger, fine. You won't have a trouble. Go down to verse 21. Second part. Now, when the high priest and associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders in Israel, and they sent to the jail for the apostles. Now, I want you to do something. It sounds a little strange to you. I want everybody just to laugh right now. Come on, let's just laugh. <laughs> okay, that's a good thing. Now, you watch. What you're going to read is incredibly funny. Do you know that God has a great sense of humor? I mean, look next to you. How could he not have a great sense of humor? He's got an amazing sense of humor. Well, watch what happens. Here's all these high wigs, the Jewish priests, all these people. And they're, they're sending for the apostles. Just think in your mind. They're sending for the apostles to come before them so they can rail at them and whatever. Now, you can laugh as you want as we go through it. I'll laugh myself. Here we go. But arriving on the jail, at the jail, the officers did not find them there. They went back and reported to these high priests and associates. We found the jail securely locked with the guards standing at the door. But when we opened the locked doors, no one was inside. <laughs> That's funny. Can you, here's the guard. How you doing, sir? Been watching it all night. Everything's secure. Where are they? I don't know. I've been watching all night. Do you know what happened? It was supernatural. Do you serve a supernatural God? Of course. And went right by him. Right by him. So here we go. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were puzzled. <laughs> okay. Uh, wondering what would come of this. Then someone came and said, bad news, worse news. Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts <laughs> teaching <laughs> the people. They're missing, but they're in action back where they were the day before. Now, here's something really funny. The Sadducees didn't believe in the supernatural. They definitely, that's good. He finally, all the way, went all the way to the back. He, he, the Sadducees didn't believe in angels. Who let the disciples out? Angels. Was that supernatural? Yeah. And you'll see in a moment, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. 
So it goes 100% everything that they're going to do. It, to me, it's fantastic. Now, when they went back that morning, notice what it says here. He says, the men you put in, are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. Why would you get up at the dawn early and, and the, the, the word spreads in Jerusalem? The disciples are back teaching. The disciples are back teaching. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Why would they go? Because they were in a dead religion. Rules, regulations, ritual. The Jewish leaders didn't care for the people. They just cared for themselves. Why are you here today and not a Christian yet? Because you're searching. It's because God loves you. He put his word and a family together to cause you to say, man, I want what you guys got. You can laugh like in church. Well, of course we can laugh in church. The joy of the Lord's our strength. And when we watch God move, it's just amazing to us. It's just amazing to us. So again, get your heart ready at the end of the service. Now, here they are in the courts, and, and they're, they're teaching people how to get saved and how to have a personal relationship with God. Most people don't get that. They couldn't imagine having a personal relationship with God, but they were there. Now, they were sharing the good news because God supernaturally set them free. God opened the prison doors. I want you to listen to this. In this room, some of you are in prison. Oh, not physically. But you're in prison because of pornography or alcohol, drugs, anger, bitterness, sexual abuse as a child, abortion, And many other reasons. I want to say to you this morning. If you'll put your faith in God. And exercise it. He will set you free. Just like the disciples. There is nothing impossible with God. By the way. When we do marriage. A lot of people think. Well divorce. I already lost my virginity. I'm doing this. I'm tempted with this. God can change all of that and give you a brand new start. That's our God. That's our God. Verse 26. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. Where are they going to bring them? (laughs) Right back to be questioned. And they did not use force because they feared the people would stone them. What was going through the minds as you're going back to stand before these people again? They're going like, this is deja vu. God, really? What's going to happen this time? And as they're heading back, they don't really know why they're going back. But God does. Now, you'll see what happens. But you know why they're going back? They're going to have the attention of all the Sadducees and the high priest. And you know what God's going to arrange? A personal presentation of the gospel. And he couldn't do it anywhere else. But God's going to arrange it. Now, I don't particularly care for the arrangements. When you see the end, you say, exactly like me. But that's what God's going to do as he comes back. Now watch as we go through this. 27, having brought the apostles, they made them appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. Now he says this, we gave you strict orders not to teach in this name. And he said, and and yet notice in this name, they can't even say the name. Jesus. Isn't that amazing? Yet, you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, are determined to make us guilty of this 
man's blood. We just turned your neighbor this morning and say this. It's all about Jesus. Come on. It's all about Jesus. You're not here for us. I'm not here for you. It's all about Jesus. That's exactly what it is. Now, notice filled Jerusalem. Our goal in our Jerusalem is Brevard County and Indian River County. Our goal is to fill our counties with the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why you're here. Now, we have all kinds of missionaries you saw this morning. A, group, a whole pastor and his wife are headed off to start a planted church. You know, a couple of years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, we started five plant churches all over the United States. We're doing more and more. That We have lots of mission trips. Those are all great. They're great. I'm going to be going later to Asia again and teaching and doing lots of stuff. But where is our home? It's right here. Our here. It, this is our Jerusalem, right here. Our neighborhoods, our homes. In our schools, that's where we're at. We're not alone. There's lots of other great churches and our communities working at this. But I just want to challenge you. We are here to see our communities change for Jesus Christ. Now, how is that going to happen? It happens because you're on mission. And I'm on mission. Exactly the same. That's why we're here, as Jesus told us to. Now, look at verse 29. They've been just told what? Shut up about this name. Cut it out. We told you. Look at verse 29. And Peter and the other apostles replied, we must obey God rather than man. That's one of the greatest statements in all the Bible. Now understand this. We're back to the same thing again. When they're told with no misunderstanding at all, don't speak in that name. Here's their choice again. Are they going to obey? Is it risky to disagree with the guy that's interviewing you? You're going to see how risky it is. Are they going to obey and take a risk? Or are they going to disobey and say, God, look, we've been doing our part, but this is just too much, God. No, they're going to take a risk. They're not going to resist. They just told him, no, sorry, you're not my owner. You're my boss. No, you're not. I don't care what your title is. I serve one who's my Lord, Kurios, my owner. He's the boss. Now, how did they fill Jerusalem? They stayed on mission. They took a risk by saying, we listen and we obey God regardless. And they stayed right there. It doesn't matter what you say to us. It doesn't matter what the world says to us. It doesn't matter what Satan says to us. The only person I obey is God. And his word tells me, We're to go and make disciples of all nations, and we're going to continue to do that regardless of what happens. So they take a step of faith, and pretty soon they're going to see the impact on these dead religious leaders. If we've been saved for a while, sometimes we forget the worldly lifestyle and thinking process we were saved from. We forget how far from God we actually were and how we had no interest in obeying God. Pastor Mark reminded us that without God's grace being showered on us, there was no way we'd become followers of Christ. We need to remind ourselves of this fact. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. The next message from Pastor Mark will complete the teaching, Because God Says So, I Will Take Steps of Faith and Impact My World. We hope that these teachings have been beneficial to your walk as a follower of Christ. As you mull over the verses and principles taught here, remember that God knows what is best for you and is trying to show that to you. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Because God Says So. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurting world a new hope he is giving